Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. This is your money. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia Pacific stocks are rallying this morning following a similar move on Wall Street overnight. The Nikkei is up 1.3% in Tokyo. Shares in Sydney are not far behind. The gains in Seoul are more muted, with the Kospi trading up a quarter of a percent. What's driving markets and what did you miss while you perhaps took the day off for the Hari Raya holiday? Joining me now to help fill us all in, he's Ryan Huang. How are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, I took two days off, so I've got more to catch up. <laughs> all right, let's see how you do today. Now, if your phone is anything like mine, then your social media feeds, your WhatsApp groups, they were all abuzz yesterday afternoon as the government announced it would tighten social distancing restrictions amid a rise in new COVID-19 cases. Effective tomorrow, no more dining out or working out in the gym. And you can welcome only two visitors per day to your home. Now, if this sounds familiar, Familiar it is because it is. We endured similar restrictions just two months ago in May. So, Ryan, let's talk about you not being able to go to the gym. I'm kidding. The economic impact of this move in a moment. But first, help us recap. What does the listeners need to know about the new restrictions? Yeah, it's going to be tough to work off those um, calories right now. You still can go to the gym, but it's limited to non intensive exercise so not much you can do there um, you have to wear your mask as well so not a lot to work with that's alright sounds like my usual gym <laughs> session then stay off the treadmill and not sweat here's what stands out from the measures <laughs> okay, you've got yeah. the group size reduced to two so social gatherings whether it's just hanging out or whatever it's two it's not five anymore no those plans are out of the window and restrictions on attractions that now is seeing capacity cut down to 25% so public libraries cruises museums attractions that is going to be seeing um, a lower capacity so smaller Longer crowds weights, perhaps mm. and looking at the dine in mm. situation no dining in. That is now suspended for nearly a month from tomorrow onwards. So all these measures from tomorrow onwards for nearly a month. And the big question is, um, there'll be a review in two weeks' time to see if there are going to be any tweaks necessary. Mm. And then the next question is, beyond these four weeks, mm. will there be a need to extend it? So lots of question marks, a bit of uncertainty, not good news for the economy, especially the F&B owners, which you have to feel for them because they've been going back and forth on these measures, having to, uh, in some cases, throw out food inventory because they can't sell it anymore at short notice. Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. I do try to order in where I can to support, you know, local local entrepreneurs, SMEs, even hawkers if they're open especially the food centres, so many closing. Now, the government has said it will provide assistance to businesses and workers affected by the new restrictions. We're still waiting for the details, but analysts point out that during the last Phase 2 heightened alert back in May and June, the government spent $1.2 billion on support measures. At this point, Ryan, what are economists saying in terms of how the restrictions will impact Singapore's economic recovery? I mean, do they expect this to be significant or really just a blip in the Road. Yeah, that's a good question and it just comes off the back of the recent second quarter GDP figures. Uh, headline year-on-year was pretty good, 14.3%. But if you dive into the sequential quarter-on-quarter, it was actually a slowdown of a contraction of 2%. 
So that is compared to the first quarter. And that is a reversal of the 3.1% growth that the first quarter printed out. So the question is, with these tighter measures now in place, will this derail the recovery? And this is looking at some of the responses so far that we've been getting from analysts uh, speaking to the Business Times. They are saying, you know, it's looking bleak, but it may be a bit too early to put a number on it yet, but the risk is there. And they have also compared it to the circuit breaker last year. This is not as bad in the sense that you still have business events, weddings can still continue, so not as bad to um, what happened in the circuit breaker last year. Mm. Um, then, of course, the question is how long these restrictions will last and whether they'll be extended beyond the current month until August the 18th. So a lot of question marks... And I think, in short, the risk is there. You have to keep an eye on the numbers. The Singapore Exchange opened for trade just about 11 minutes ago. We're going to check in on stocks in a bit to see how markets are reacting to this latest developments in our fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's turn to U.S. markets now. And what a difference a day makes. While Singaporeans were celebrating the eve of Hari Raya, the U.S. markets suffered their worst drop since October. But then overnight, they regained almost all of the lost ground. So let's start from the beginning on this one. What triggered Monday's sell-off? I think this is leaving a lot of people scratching their heads. Um, Most of them are pointing to how the COVID-19 Delta variant is causing a lot of concern in terms of how it's spreading um, much faster than they feared. Mm -hmm. And this has even caused more question marks to be raised around what's happening with the Olympic Games in Japan. There are now some questions being asked if they might be cancelled at the last minute. Of course, these games kick off on Friday and... I'm not sure at this point if uh, we can be certain if that will actually happen because even the organiser has not ruled out cancelling it. So that's a reflection of how uncertain it is, how the COVID-19 situation is weighing on events, economies, and this is um, still a long way to go in terms of turning things around. So that was what happened on Monday. And in line with that, we saw bond markets also reflecting that the 10-year treasury notes hitting a five-month low Mm. of nearly 1.18% or 1.128%. So that is its largest one-day decline on Monday since March 2020. So that's nearly one and a half years. So that saw markets getting spooked quite a bit and it was pretty much sell off across the board, especially in the uh, reopening theme names. All right, so the Dow fell 700 points on Monday amid concerns of a COVID-19 resurgence and really the impact that that could have on the global economy. And then last night, the Dow jumped 550 points and recovered most of those losses. So help us understand what is going on and how analysts are explaining this rebound. Did markets overshoot on Monday or is this a case of real bargain hunters stepping back in? Yeah, I'll try my best. Um, mm. On Monday, we saw the Dow clo- um, losing more than 700 points. And like you pointed out, it then yesterday gained nearly 550 points. So nearly reversing all the losses that you had. So that last night was its biggest jump for the Dow in more than a month after suffering its worst day in nine months. So a bit of a turnaround Tuesday for Wall Street. Uh, some possible reasons. You've got people maybe thinking, hey it might have been an overreaction to the COVID-19 worries. And that is reflected in how 
it was a broad-based recovery. 10 of the 11 sectors of the S&P 500 rose led by industrial and financial groups. And looking at the small companies, that being reflected by the Russell 2000 index, that index was up 3% for its best day in nearly four months. So you are looking at risk appetite coming back quite strongly. And I think it's just also a factor of how investors are reacting to news um, and also how any change um, is being magnified in this current volatility right now. So something to keep track of. Uh, A lot of noise that can move markets in a very choppy fashion in the days to come. So you have to keep your eye on the fundamentals, which is what the earnings are painting right now. So far, they have been giving a rather optimistic picture. You've got earnings, many of them beating estimates. So that is uh, something to take away from the current numbers. Yeah, we are going to look at those earnings right now because the US market is in the midst of earnings season. Plus, pharmaceutical companies have been making big moves amid news of a settlement over opioid lawsuits. Yes, I am talking about J&J, which we're going to cover a little later in the show as well, in depth. Let's take a look at the headlines now with our game Up or Down, Are you ready? Let's go. Jeff Bezos. All right. The founder of Amazon. I would say he's an up. Way up. That is because he has gone up by nearly 100 kilometers into the edge of space. And this fulfills his five-year-old dream. At least the dream he had when he was five years old. Mm -hmm. Finally, he has made it. Tell me, Ryan, is it every boy's dream to go to space? I think so. Every boy, or at least most... Uh, at least me uh, I've always wanted to be an astronaut and then you know, as days and years went by I don't think that would be happening and I moved on yeah 100% of the men I speak with say every boy wants to be an astronaut okay Jeff Bezos has become the second billionaire to fly into space this month now his flight took 10 minutes and 10 seconds and his capsule of course had the biggest windows yet flown into space uh, Bezos says his space company Blue Origin has sold nearly 100 million US dollars worth of tickets for future passengers flights to the edge of space I understand there was a paying customer on board as well on this flight now, Next up, a company that is also flying, but not quite so high as Blue Origin. I am talking about United Airlines. So what do you think, up or down? Yeah, that's an up for me. The airline space is looking at quite a bit of uplift in recent quarters or months. And that's because of, at least in the US, Mm -hmm. a recovery in travel demand domestically. And that is seeing United Airlines reporting higher second quarter revenue and a narrower loss because of that resurgence in air travel. So an up for me for United Airlines. Yeah, let's move now to Netflix. Okay, so this, I would say, is an up for me. Um, But it's a bit mixed because it is forecasting weaker subscriber growth for its movie and TV streaming service, but it is expanding into video games, which I think is quite exciting. (laughs) Yeah, that's a mixed bag, tough one Because Netflix earnings are below expectations But the streaming media company is doing better than expected In terms of paid subscriber growth And like you say, it's confirmed its move into video games So really branching out I'm going to say up for me for Netflix as well Yeah, can you imagine the opportunities Like you're watching a zombie movie And then you can play a zombie game Or if you're watching 
um, a food-related drama, and then you can play a food cooking game. I guess it depends on the the quality of the games that they offer, really. Mm. All right, next up, the drug distributors Mary Sauce Virgin and McKenson. Okay, I am going to go with Up. So it has finally. According to reports, reached a settlement. Of course, this is the long brewing saga around painkillers and opioids. So that um, these two companies in focus have apparently reached a settlement that could provide as much as $26 billion to states and communities struggling with the opioid crisis. I'm going to go down for them. I mean, lawyers in the US state and the local governments, they are on the verge of that 26 billion US dollars settlement with four pharmaceutical companies that are involved in the US opioid crisis. That's a big sum of money. Sure, it reduces uncertainty for investors. They bid up shares of Amerisource Virgin and McKesson overnight. But I'm going to go with down because I think there's still a big cloud hanging over these firms. It's such a downer, Michelle. <laughs> All right, speaking of downers, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, that was a down. <laughs> Bitcoin down below $30,000 and it might be heading towards a new low for the year. And we are talking about uh, a drop as much as 5% overnight mm-hmm. to $29,300. And pretty much dragging along with it the smaller cryptocurrencies like Ether and XRP. So many investors are now wondering whether Bitcoin will rebound around this level or whether it will fall further. It's currently trading at around 29600 It has fallen through support at the $30,000 level. Now, before we check in on local markets, there is one more corporate story for us to discuss. And that is Stamford Land. The Singapore-listed company is Australia's largest independent owner of luxury hotels, but it is reportedly looking to rejig its portfolio. What's the latest here, Ryan? Yeah, so guess what? It is trying to sell its hotels. And this is um, because, no surprise, COVID-19 has made it such a tough business. Um, No travel, no tourists, so no business. So that is why it is looking to possibly rejig its portfolio by selling its six high-end hotels in Australia and New Zealand. So around 1,570 rooms there. Mm. And this may be part of its wider strategy to go asset light. There's something we've mentioned before, going asset light and maybe continuing with its hotel management business. And maybe if they sell those hotels, it could be put into use into investment properties or expanding the development business side of things. Stamford Land shares have been relatively flat over the past month, but they are up some 62% since the start of the year. We are 21 minutes into the local trading day. On Monday, the STI finished down 1.3% at 31.11. So how are markets reacting this morning, Ryan, to news about the new social distancing restrictions that go into effect from tomorrow? Yeah, good question. So Monday, it was down 1.3% and now it's reopening in Line the rest of Asia. It's in the green by 0.4%, 3,124. And a quick check in on the STI. It is more green than red right now. Just six names in the red. And at the bottom, you might have feared it. The reopening names are down and it's being led by Gunting Singapore down 0.6%. SATS is down 0.5%. I've got SIA also slightly underwater by 0.2%. 
On the flip side, we do have the banks still in the green, and DBS is up 0.6% at 29.75. And right at the top of the table, Venture Corp is up 1.8%. So you do have some optimism um, being carried over from Wall Street into the Asian trading day, that being seen in the Singapore markets as well, but still early moments um, to see how this will actually pan out because I think investors will be digesting um, some of those tighter restrictions that will be kicking in late in tomorrow. So that will be one to watch. And as we speak, we are looking at markets drifting slightly lower right now. Indeed. Thanks very much. We'll keep a look out on Asia-Pacific stocks rallying this morning following a similar move on Wall Street. Also coming up, going to take a closer look at the price movements. They've been in the news. Thai Bev, Moderna, Amazon, J&J and Singapore-based Inatech. That's coming up in Money and Me in half an hour. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.